Christmas. Uh, sorry, the uh, the weather's not going to cooperate for our white Christmas. <laughs> you can sunbathe on the way home, uh, but uh, this is this is uh, Greenville, North Carolina. So I guess that's what we expect. Listen, if you're visiting with us, we're so glad that you're here. I'm I'm Branson Sheets, lead pastor at Covenant. We. All, on behalf of all of our folks here, we welcome you, and we're glad that you're here. Listen, over the Christmas time, we have been uh, doing a series of messages where we have been using famous Christmas songs and connecting them to the birth of Jesus. And uh, tonight, I'm going to do that one more time. We're going to connect Bing Crosby to Jesus. And uh, we're going to do it with that song that you just heard, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Now, I'll just tell you, for me, it is a dream because I have never seen snow on Christmas, personally. Okay, yeah, give me some love. Oh, pitiful you, right? Well, listen, I have never not... Ben uh, have celebrated Christmas except in eastern North Carolina, and it just doesn't snow at Christmas. So I've never seen it. Uh, a couple of years ago, it snowed the day after Christmas, but that doesn't count. I've still never seen snow on Christmas except on TV, and I, I just don't feel like it's the same thing. But I, I will tell you that as I read the Bible, I don't believe there's any snow in the Christmas story anyway. So what I want to do tonight is I want to tell the story of Christmas and let it be a different kind of white Christmas. So if you brought your Bible, you can turn with me. If not, you can just follow along on the screens. Bob finished with this scripture. I think it's appropriate for us tonight. This is Luke chapter 2 beginning with verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Listen, the word, the operative word in this passage today in the original language is doxa, which is the word glory. It says that on a dark hillside on a particular night where some shepherds were finishing up their day, and resting around the fire, 
that all of a sudden the sky lit up like it was daytime. And naturally, these shepherds were terrified. I think anybody would be terrified of what they saw. In fact, as far as I can tell, every time in the Bible an angel shows up, people are scared speechless. They don't know what to do. They shake in their boots. And for good reason, I think, probably a number of reasons. Uh, one, you think about it, hardly anybody's looking for an angel to show up. I mean, if you go home tonight, you're wrapping your last gifts, you're cooking, getting ready for tomorrow, and an angel were to show up in your kitchen, what? I mean, would you say, oh, I've been expecting you? Of course you wouldn't. You would say, You'd be shocked, and you'd probably be terrified. Uh, a second reason is that the, the Bible says angels are messengers from God. They go between heaven and earth, and they go back and forth. And so when, when an angel leaves heaven and comes to earth, the angel naturally carries the presence of God on him. And so he shows up with doxa. He shows up with glory on him, and no one is expecting to see the glory of God in front of them. And so naturally, they're terrified. Uh, the same thing happened in the book of Exodus. Moses went on to Mount Sinai, received the Ten Commandments, came down, and the people went, put on a veil. We, we can't stand. You've got the presence of God on your face. So I would think almost anybody would be terrified. And then a third reason, and this is the one I want to talk to you about, a third reason that people would be terrified to see the presence of God in an, in an angelic form is that there's always a stark contrast between the holiness of God and the sinfulness of people. There's, it doesn't take long when you're a sinner standing in the presence of God to realize you don't belong there. You don't belong in the same sentence. You don't belong in the same space. And you want to do anything you can to get away from the holiness that is in front of you. And that's the way it works all the time. Sin is always exposed by the light of of God's holiness. So, you know, I just wonder what these shepherds thought as the angel showed up there. You know, shepherds, a lot of times I think we think shepherds are, we have sort of a nostalgic view of shepherds, but that would not be historically accurate. Shepherds were not your pillars of the community. In fact, Shepherds were not allowed to testify in court because it would be assumed by everybody that they weren't telling the truth because shepherd was synonymous with liar. Shepherds were always thought of, known as dishonest men. And so, by the way, no one wanted to be a shepherd. 
And you think about what a shepherd has to do. They're watching sheep. They're cleaning up after someone else's sheep. It's the lowest job on the totem pole. No one wants to be a shepherd. And so here's this group of unsavory characters. They're, they finish their day's work. They're sitting around the fire. And you remember what I just told you about shepherds. I'm just imagining that these guys are sitting around. Maybe they're telling some off-color jokes. You know, they're exaggerating some stories because, you know, shepherds don't always tell the truth. They sometimes stretch the truth or lie. Maybe they're passing around a bottle around the fire. And then the angel of the Lord shows up in front of them. And it, while it doesn't say this in my Bible, I just imagine that they probably said, Oh, blank. We are done for. I mean, my, our past has caught up with us, boys. I mean, this is not good. God is going to get even with us for everything that we've ever done. And you know, that is the natural response for most people. Is when your sin gets shown in the light, the first thing you do is... You're afraid because every one of us has done stuff, said stuff, thought of stuff that we're not proud of. I mean, we all know that we're not perfect. And, you know, it, it's actually, you know, it's actually worse than we think. Most of the time we think we've, we've not done well. But when you're standing in the light of holiness and you look and you go, oh man, it's worse than I even knew. You know, I, I put on a shirt this week when I was uh, getting dressed 7 o'clock in the morning in my closet. And it looked like a clean shirt. It looked clean to me. And then I got to my office and I'm standing outside my car and someone comes up and I'm talking to them. And I look down and I go, this shirt is filthy. This is terrible. What have I got all over my shirt? And the first thing I want to do is find some way. Put on my coat. It was too warm to put on my coat. just want to hide. just want to get back in my car. And you know, that's laundry, y'all. What about when it's your sin? What about it's the stuff that you've done and now it's exposed for everybody to see because... God is shining His light down on you. Well, it's much worse than I thought. That's what we always say. It's worse than I thought. And you know, honestly, I think this is the reason a lot of people don't want to come to church. Because they're afraid they're going to be exposed. Uh, I've got a friend, and every time I talk to him, you know, and I say, Hey, I hope you'll come visit church sometime. And he said, You don't want me at your church. Because the roof would cave in if I ever walked in there. I'm, I'm, I, my record is not good. And you know, I think deep down, a lot of people think that way. And they're just sure that they're going to be exposed for who they are and that God really doesn't want to have anything to do with them. And so rather than be exposed, they just want to run into the darkness and hide. 
And I think that was the shepherds. I think the shepherds said, God is here to punish us or worse because we're not good people. So they were terrified. I think that's why. But that's not why the angel came. Now it's clear here, the angel shows up not to uh, condemn these men. No, he's come to bring good news to these people. So he says, hey, don't be afraid. You don't have anything to fear. I bring good news to you. Today, God has delivered a Savior to you, and He will forgive all of your sins. He has come to save you from all of your sins. And this is good news for you, and it's good news for everybody everywhere. The Savior is here, and He's going to take away guilt and shame and fear, and you guys are the first to hear this good news. Now, anybody besides me wonder why God chose these jokers? I mean, the, this is not your best group of witnesses. If you want to tell them good news first, why would you tell these people? Well, I think the reason is because these shepherds represent all the people in the world who think they are too far gone for God. I think you know, these guys didn't go to church. These guys didn't read the scriptures. These guys were just living their life and they figured that they were not worthy of God's attention. And yet then the angel shows up and says, hey, get up and go see. Get up and go see what God has done. I mean, really, the angel says, Men, what if God could bring a Savior who could wipe away every bad thing you've ever done? What if God could bring a Savior that could actually blot out all of your sins so that you had a clean slate from now on? What if God loved you so much that somehow he could make you right before God with nothing to fear, nothing to be ashamed of? What if you could stand in the presence of God with a clear conscience instead of fear, instead of trying to find the darkness, you could stand before God totally forgiven of all of your sin. Wouldn't that be great? That's what God has done today for you. He has sent that Savior. And so the angel says, so get up, go see. And don't delay. And once you have discovered that this is true, bow down and worship this Savior for what He has come to do for you. You know, I think... I think this is the kind of white Christmas all of us would like to see. I mean, I don't care anything about snow, but a clean slate? <laughs> I mean, a, a soul that is white as snow with no blots, no sin? 
That's the word. A Savior has come to you, and he will save his people from all their sin. Get up and don't delay. Now listen, some of you, the truth is, some of you that are here, and I know, I would just say, this is mostly a worshiping crowd because y'all stood before you were supposed to. Right? The other two services, they didn't stand, but you were ready to worship. Okay, way to go. But listen, some of you that are here, uh, you, you kind of mirror these shepherds. And right now, because I tend to, I, I'm just going on and on, you're just wondering when I'm going to be through so you can get out of this place. You know, you're, you're hoping to get away and to limit your exposure. Because you know, hey, I haven't lived a perfect life. I don't deserve a Savior. Uh, I don't feel worthy to be in a holy place. And you're also just certain that God doesn't want to have anything to do with you. So you basically hide from Him. And you're wrong. Because the good news here in this Christmas story is that God is calling people by name. And He's doing that not so He can... Uh, humiliate them, not so he can expose them, but so he can share his love with them and he can forgive them of their sins so that he can have a perfect relationship with them. And that's true for every single person here. And yet there is probably one person, there's still one of you that says, well, that's good for everybody else, but not me. I'm too far gone. And I'm here to tell you that, again, you're wrong. You, you are not too far gone. You're just a stray sheep. And the Bible says all of us are sheep that have gone astray. We have done our own thing. We have gone our own way. And we haven't known what we were doing. We've gone away from God who loves us. And so, because God so loved the world, He sent a Savior for us. He's come looking for us that we might have a clean slate with Him and no sin on our record. You know, the, the hymn that we sang earlier was intentional. It was strategic. My sin... Not in part, but the whole. Was nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. It is well with my soul. So y'all, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Not snow, but I'm dreaming of a Christmas where nothing is being held against me because Jesus came to take it onto himself. He came to be my Savior. All of my sins, past, present, future, wiped away. Now listen, it's no accident that any of you are here. 
And just like it was no accident that the angel showed up on that hillside to those shepherds. You know, here's the difference. Those shepherds, I mean, sorry as they were, got up and went and found out it was true. I mean, how could we not even investigate it for ourselves when a Savior, the good news is still here, a Savior has been given for us and the Word is still good today. You know, this was such good news that Luke tells us that not only was there one angel, but after the one angel made this announcement, it was like all the angels in heaven said, well, we're not staying here. We got to go down there and celebrate it too. So if you think the light of his glory was bright with one angel, what do you think it was with a million angels? And all they could do is say, praise the Lord. Praise him for what he's done. And then he... And then they speak to people like us. Do you understand how blessed you are? Do you understand what he has done for you? You are incredibly fortunate that God loves you. He has brought you peace. And he has brought goodwill and relationship to this whole earth through Jesus. Now listen, y'all. Tomorrow, many of us are going to celebrate Christmas with people who do not understand this good news. Okay? Some of us are going to have a hard day, right? I mean, we're with people who are not happy, and some of them are going to drink too much. Some of them are going to tell off-color stories. Uh, some of them are going to lie around like they're sitting by the campfire. And you've got to look at those people in your family or they're your friends or they're your family's friends and you've got to go well these are just shepherds these are just like the people we read about in Luke chapter 2 they're just shepherds and they don't understand but this good news is for them as well as for me listen let's be people who are telling the story of what the good news is that there is a white Christmas available for every single person in the world wiped clean and that's what I'm dreaming of for everybody so father thank you for the word thank you for loving us so much that we just we can't even get over how fortunate we are the angels can't get over it either that you would send a Savior for people like us, people that didn't deserve it, people that couldn't earn goodness if we tried, but you love us so much, you want to wipe away our sins. And so I thank you, and I, I bless your name for how good you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, before we, before we do communion, I, I want to just ask this one last thing just give give you the opportunity um, there are if you have never taken God up on his offer of a savior if you've never asked for your sins to be forgiven they can be forgiven like this with the request with your asking because 
That's why Jesus came in the first place. So if you've never done this, tonight's the night. I mean, the shepherds got up and went and did it. Don't miss the opportunity. I would just say, if you wanted to respond to this, you should reach in the chair in front of you, pull out a prayer card, and write your name, and write your telephone number or your email, your contact information, and then just write, White Christmas. We'll know exactly the prayer that was on your heart, and, and so will God. That'll give us an opportunity to follow up with you. And I pray that you would take that opportunity tonight. Now we get the opportunity here on Christmas Eve to receive communion, which is a picture of exactly what Jesus came to do. So, Pastor Jay, come lead us.